Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, I'm Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. Uh, Did I do a good job then? Yeah. Thank God. Uh, should I leave them both in so then that, that question makes sense? <laughs> you do what you want. All right. Um, Emily spiked on the levels. Anyways, uh, we got a good cut of it. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be our podcast without a little microphone talk. So. No. We got we to gotta talk about microphone talk. Um, okay. Are you ensuring this podcast or am I doing this one? The description of, of what we do. We did not discuss it. I can't remember who did it last, but I can do it. All right. You do it. Okay. Welcome to TBD. This is a podcast that is about three things and a lot of other things, but specifically three things. It's about, no, it's about four things. I take back the three. It's about four things. It's about tea. We're going to drink tea through this whole time. We'll talk about it, but no, the whole time we're drinking tea. It's about friendship because Matt and I are friends. And this week we have a guest who is also our friend. It is about um, topics. So two people, not me, are going to be discussing topics. And I think it's about one more thing. Tea, topics, friendship. I know it's my, my no. It's just about three things. Okay, we're backing out of the. We're backing out of four. It's three. Out of four. <laughs> Math talk. I can count. It's three things. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, did we I do a good job? I think you did a great job. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, you had a little trouble with the numbers, but <laughs> other than that, pretty good job. Uh, I felt like there was one more, and I just don't remember what it was. It's gonna come to you. It is. I'll just shout it. Tea. I always say it's tea topic and friendships myself. So I think you nailed that. Yeah. Maybe you were going to say microphone talk Maybe, <laughs> as like <yeah>. a callback. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, without further ado, let's bring on our esteemed guest of the week. Comedian, writer. Friend. Social media maven. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to TBD, the stage of TBD. Welcome to the stage. Rachel Leishman. Woo! Welcome. How do you I feel being on the stage? Myself. I love the stage. It's a second home. And I thank you for saying social media maven, a joke I made when Matt asked how I wanted to be introduced. And Emily forced it to happen. <laughs> I did. I liked the word maven. Maven. We, we made it happen. It's not used enough. That and abscond. <sighs> I wish fathom was used more. Oh, that is a good word. Like you, That's my favorite word, fathom. I think about fathom events, those things at the movie theaters you know oh yeah i think my favorite john green quote is um exclusively my favorite because he uses fathom in it um is that the stars are my thoughts are stars i can't fathom into constellation it's a good quote it's not my favorite john green quote what is mine (laughs) see i just it combines two of my favorite things the word fathom and stars i love space Mm. Mm, um i would definitely put that up there um I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Definitely something about the great, perhaps. Looking for Alaska is my favorite. Mine's Vaughn Archers. I mean, it's a great book. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> wow. Matt, do you have a favorite John Green book? Nope. I have almost no idea what you guys are talking about until you mentioned one of the things that has been turned into a movie. <laughs> Looking for Alaska would make a great movie, and I don't think it'll ever See, happen. I don't think it will because it's based on... Uh, why can't... Oh, the, 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 the Catcher on the Rye. 
Which is another movie that would not, or another book that would not make a good movie. There has <laughs> never been a Catcher in the Rye movie. I no, J.D. Salinger actively has been like, no. And then his, uh, when J.D. Salinger died, his family has been like, no, you're not okay. making it. Thank you. Because my follow-up question was, J.D. Salinger still alive? No. But no. And then Emerson Tree died? Either way, his family has been like, we're not making a Catcher in the Rye. Because no. A, it would suck because it's all in his head. Um, but everybody's like, no. Uh, I can appreciate that. Uh, there's when a, when a, when an artist is like, no, don't make the crappy version of the thing that was <laughs> that I'm known for and that is great. <laughs> At the same time, though, like American Psycho worked, and that's all in his head. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, know. sometimes you just need a really good filmmaker. Sometimes you just gotta try it. And then, and then there's The Shining, which is an amazing movie, and I'm sure it's also a really good book. But the author hates the movie that got made out of it. But it was still a really good movie. That is because the Shining book and the Shining movie are very different. Well, but it's the same thing with American Psycho because it's the same thing. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis hates that movie because it's not what he wrote. Like it's, there's aspects of the, it's like a very different interpretation, which is the same thing with the Shining. It's like a very different interpretation from Stephen King's. Yes. Um, I've been uh, really wrapped up in listening to the binge mode Harry Potter. Um, and I'm not going to talk too much about it right now, but um, the reason I bring it up is because they just did the Order of the Phoenix movie, um, and they basically the summary of their opinion was um, they changed the um, the way Harry was angry or his emotions more. Although he said he was angry a lot, but it works because of the way Daniel Radcliffe played it, even though it is different from the book. Anyways, everyone go listen to Binge Mode. <laughs> it's a podcast. It's a podcast. Did we mention it on the podcast podcast? I mentioned time? it briefly because it wasn't out yet. I just said it's coming and I'm so excited. Yeah. And I my excitement was well-founded because I it's all I care that's about. That's interesting because that's my favorite book and my favorite movie. Oh, you would love this. Wow. But I also like the third movie because he actually looks like Harry Potter. Prisoner um, of Azkaban is the only one where he looks like Harry Potter to me. Um... Because his hair is right. I'm a big stickler on his hair. His eyes infuriate me. Well, it's because they're not green. They're not green. They're and, and I have green eyes. And I was like, look, I got over that one by like the third movie. But then they've introduced Lily and her eyes aren't even blue. Like when it's little Lily, they zoom in on her eyes and they are brown. The whole thing is like he has his mother's eyes and they're like, well, it could mean, it doesn't mean shit. It means his eyes are supposed to be the same color as his mother's. Yeah. And they're not. You done fucked up. Um. I figured out what the fourth thing this podcast is about, and it's Harry Potter. <laughs> That's why me and Emily have na- matching tattoos. Uh, that was not intentional. My yeah. entire life is about Harry Potter, so Same. my podcast will be about Harry Potter. Sure, that makes it number four. Is all I'm saying. I don't. I I don't know how many episodes we have that we do not at least mention Harry Potter, but it has to be in the minority. <laughs> Are you a Hufflepuff, Matt? Um, according to his tea towel, I made him a Slytherin. Yeah, this is my Harry Potter tea towel. This is a great conversation. I say Gryffindor or Slytherin for him. He's not a Gryffindor. Yeah, so I don't oh think he's boy. a Hufflepuff. Oh, boy. You're not oh a Gryffindor because I'm a Gryffindor. And the whole thing about Gryffindors is 99% <laughs> of us belong in another house, but we chose Gryffindor, and that's what makes you a Gryffindor. Because you're, like, that much of a dumbass in your bravery that you're like, yeah, I'm a Gryffindor, and it's stupid. So like, I would argue <laughs> that the reason we're all in our house is because we chose them. Because as the world words of Dumbledore say it's our choices far more than our abilities that make us who we truly are so I choose to be in Ravenclaw even though I have a lot of Hufflepuff traits see but that's <laughs> that's true I also I I am that dumbass Gryffindor so that's yeah. why I always feel that way because it's like 
because my brother pointed that out to me because he's all he he's a whole another story but he read the or he like listened to the audiobooks like two years ago for the first time and he was like Gryffindors are Gryffindors because they choose to be and like yeah because we're stupid <laughs> and we're like we're so brave we're Gryffindors and then we go do dumb shit because that's so what okay. our house is um, we can move on from Harry Potter talk quickly, but I'm going to tell you my theory about Gryffindor. <laughs> okay. It's not about being brave. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of element of bravery, obviously. But to me, the thing that makes a Gryffindor a Gryffindor is that they are confident with who they are. Yeah. More that's, than anything else. That's why I say we do stupid shit because Gryffindors are like, yeah, I'm brave. And then you're using this confidence that is kind of unwarranted mm-hmm. to like run into battles yeah. and run into situations because you're like yeah i'm brave it's like no you're just confident like you're cocky kind of yeah like or hermione's s- confident and being yeah. the smartest person in the room because she is yeah because she should be a ravenclaw but she's a griffin because yeah. she's confident in that. yeah <sighs> okay uh, we guys can move on. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i don't know i don't know it's- see this is why he's a hufflepuff to me because a slytherin would have like stopped that conversation and the Hufflepuff's just like it's okay it can happen I know but the question is have I stopped it so many times that I've been it's worn the through way you would stop it though <laughs> um, um, I have I have analyzed this many a time I also he was given the Slytherin towel because there were four towels and four people and I had to I had, had to, to decide yeah that's it's what true. makes you a Ravenclaw. And I will say that green <laughs> is my favorite color. See? So uh, I won by getting the green towel. <laughs> Fair. Um, what are the other? Um, Slytherin, I, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor. No, no. What are? What is the color? What was the color of each towel? Um, Ravenclaw was blue. Hufflepuff was yellow. And Gryffindor was like a maroon red. All right. I'm glad that I was either Ravenclaw or uh, Slytherin based on the colors of them. <laughs> There's also a second color to every house. Like that's just like the dominant color that normally. I shows just wanted. To, I just wanted to know the towel color. That's all I was. Well, because like the scarves are like yeah. the two colors. Like my Gryffindor scarf is gold and maroon. Emily's gonna make me a scarf. Um. Yes, I said that on the last. Have podcast. you seen the cursed child scarves? Because they're great. Um. I refuse to acknowledge cursed child as. No, 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 no. Okay. But I have not seen the scarves. <laughs> We were going we, to move off. That's of where this. We, we can really move but off. But that's where we would fight because Cursed Child. I love Cursed Child because it ha- it's my favorite Harry. Because Harry Potter is the most dramatic character to ever live, and that play expounds upon that part of his character, which most of them are like, "No, he's a hero." I'm like, "No, no, no! This bitch is so dramatic that he <laughs> will like." Because in the play, he yells at his son in a way that he like definitely should not yell at his own child. And I love it. So I know what part you're talking so. about. We can move, we can have this conversation off air. Dra- drama Potter. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Because uh, we have other things to discuss. Yes. Not this, to- well, this podcast is not about Harry Potter. No, it is not. Well, we don't know yet. But, um, That's true. It could be. I can confidently say no. Um, well, we can I, make I it about top- it. I have a topic too. Um, <laughs> it's about Harry Potter. Anyways, Rachel, thank you for coming on. Um, this is the end of the podcast. No, um, <laughs> uh, Rachel, we- Rachel and I are on an uh, improv team together. I want to get that out. We are on the same improv team as past guests, Alex Simmons, uh, Sasha, Mike, and uh, Sarah. I can yes. say all the confidently those with only first names except for uh, Alex. I had to do two names. Anyways. Is it time? It is time for tea talk. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that fine musical rendition of the tea talk song. Uh, what is this? Tante tea? Is that how you pronounce this? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to call ta- it Tauntaun tea. Tauntaun tea. 
Tanta tea. Star Wars reference. Tanta tea. <laughs> Tantan tea. It's their second. This is from which country is this from? Uh, Dan- Dan- Denmark. Damon. Danish. <laughs> Danish land. Uh, it is from Danish land, a land of the Danish people. Um, from Danes. They're the, called Danes. The Great Danes. Um, <laughs> all Great Danes are from Denmark. Um, that's that's what possibly I've true. Heard. I'm sure in their history. <laughs> I mean, it's related. The original, whatever. Um, They're great. Tante T. This is, I'm doing the most wordplay I've ever done in my life. <laughs> this Tantan T uh, is a rude boys uh, tea. <laughs> what wordplay, guys? Uh, no, uh, we have had Tante T one other time. Yes. Um, it was, uh, that was a little while ago now, it but was, yeah. uh, this is from Emily's trip around Scandinavia. It was. All around the, all those Scandinavian places, this tea oh, is called Rubois. Rubois is that how we? I think on so. Hild Hildblum Hildblumst Hildblumst. Please do it with the accent that you just tried to do. Hildblumst. <laughs> Rubois Hildblumst. So rhubarb hillside. Um, um, uh, we did look up what it means. We looked it up. It is well, rhubarb is a is a regular tea word. Yeah, <laughs> it's a kind of tea that is not real tea. Because it's made out of, um, well, I'll let them explain it to you. Yes, they do explain it to us. Uh, Rubois originates from a South African shrub and technically has nothing to do with tea. It's <laughs> too bad for it. It is natu- naturally caffeine-free, so you can grab a cup before bedtime. Ugh. Now, I also say the wording of this, anything that I'm about to read is a is written in Danish and then translated, thanks to Google Translate. So this English. could very well kill me. We might just not know. No, we checked. No, okay. this the other one had... <laughs> The other one had berry in it. Okay. I'm allergic to strawberries at least. And so I just avoid berries for the listeners. Yes. So I knew that she could not have strawberries. And then we had two. Because of a mimosa. A mimosa. We, uh, yeah. Um, let's get Did to Did you that. start having the mimosa? No. It, it had it, strawberries floating. Yeah. In. And they didn't see on the menu. And the guy like gave me a look and goes, oh, I can take them out. I'm like, no, I'm going to be that asshole. You need to just make me another one. And he was like, why? I was like because i'm allergic and he was like oh my god i'm so sorry like he yeah. was like that this is a weird thing to put in a drink i'm like yeah everyone tries to kill me with berries they just throw them in shit and they're like oh we'll take it out I'm like no 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 just we remake it we ma- remake that because i don't want to die because yeah. you put a berry in it's it it's got liquid berry in it so the other tea we were going to have had some a kind of berry it was not strawberry it was actually not a berry that i'm totally familiar with <laughs> it's, it was orange it's from somewhere else see i'm just afraid i I want. I I don't know. I'm I afraid berries. of berries because I'm allergic to one of them. So yeah. I'm like, can I be allergic to all? So we moved on to this tea, which has apple, which is not a berry. Uh, although I can't wait for someone to tell us that technically apples are berries. Um, I don't think they are though. And I can eat apples. Uh, elderflower. Elderflower. We looked up, and so we think we we're pretty sure that the. Uh, Hildblumst uh, stands for uh, elderflower. Yes. You sound like the which guy from uh, Frozen when you do that. It's like big summer blowout. Oh, I've uh, never seen Frozen. Um, um, that's too bad. Monster. Um, also, also, it did originally translate it as shelf flower. Rubois shelf flower. Yeah. Um, nice. I hope it exists solely on a shelf. For the most part, we will drink it hot or as icing ice cream. <laughs> That's what it's. That, <laughs> now we know how it's translating poorly. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So elderflower. It, there's a lot of weird, weirdly worded things in here, but I actually am getting over reading descriptions of tea on this podcast. Um, well, I did well, learn something about. You should just have rude boy tea. Hint 
like talk about it because it'd be funny to watch a bunch of comedians be like it is a hint of oh. this to oh, it. Oh, we have we will describe we will have to discuss what we yes. think about it. So when you taste it, so let's have some tastes. Emily's reaching for her glass. <laughs> so I'm going to try to find the elderflower and apple. All right. Everyone go ahead take a sip. I'll just <laughs> sit here and make good conversation with myself. So I need to be honest with the the listener. I put sweet and low in this and I'm kind of want to get through this first cup so I can have it without any sugar in it. It's a little sweet. Did you put sugar in mine or no? I did. Okay. Yours has sugar, sugar, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Bra- brown, not sweet and low. Whatever that I'm is. I'm going to be totally honest. When I drink things, I taste like none of the hints. Like I can get the cheapest bottle of wine and it'll taste the exact same as an expensive glass of wine. Like I am not that kind of person. So to me, I'm like, this is good. <laughs> this is a good tea. I enjoy it. I think that's most people's... Um, <laughs> I think well, I think most people come on this podcast who aren't even necessarily tea drinkers, but we make them drink tea with us. Regardless, um, we get a lot of I like this. <laughs> this is fun. Well, I am a tea drinker. I know I'm one of those tea drinkers who I'm like I know what I don't like, mm-hmm. and I know what I like, and I'm not a big herbal tea fan. But any kind of like is the rest of this podcast good because uh, any kind of black tea. <laughs> I'm watching Emily spill the tea all over the table. Spill the uh, tea spill some tea please mm. uh but i like this and i'm just like if it's a black tea and it doesn't overpower me while i'm trying to drink it i'm a game so this so i think i want to say thank you for laughing at me i want to say <laughs> i wish the listener could have just seen emily attempt to get underneath the microphone yeah it's, it's always fun i we should really video record all of our episodes my so we gymnastics watch- that i do to get tea watch emily do all kinds of weird things <laughs> where she literally could just go on like this <laughs> and like, nope um I think Alex uh, Alexis Lamper when she was on um another friend another friend uh she I feel like she maybe hinted that this tea is not that rhubarb is not technically tea which I had heard cuz so technically the only teas that are actually teas are made with tea Thieves. the tea plant um or whatever the plant's actually called but um like herbal teas technically not a tea uh because it's not made with tea leaves No yeah cuz like hibiscus is made from like hibiscus yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they call it. Uh, so if something is not like uh, one of the few things, like a green, uh, black, white, mm, red teas, mm, I might be missing one there. Uh, they're not technically teas. They're they're just like hot water and some other leaves. But we're not here to not drink those. Yeah, <laughs> I have to discriminate against the tea. Brand. We are a um, all inclusive, an all inclusive tea podcast. I mean, we're going to have more. We've had Roubois before, Rude Boy. Uh, we're going to have more, probably. We have at least we have at least one more we have to drink. That's true. Um, the one yeah. that I could not partake in. Yes. Yes. Um, in Danish called Hathorn. Ha There's a V in it, but they don't pronounce it. I was trying oh. to, I was trying to, I was trying to perfect it. <laughs> uh i th- i think i have the perfect danish accent and if anyone in denmark could listen to this podcast and critique my accent that would be great i did download the podcast in denmark it's true uh so it probably says like one denmark listener but it's Emily. yes uh we have a we have a good number of european listens we've got a few of those countries covered oh, i'll I just tell my friend alex random to- like listener like my one podcast had a listener in germany who every week would like tune in yeah like 
Yeah, I think we have like so. I look at the U- the U.S. map, and there are certain states that have like exactly as many listens as we have episodes. So I'm like, oh, we actually have like someone who lives in. Uh, I want to say there's like a Minnesota or something. Oh, that makes sense. That's my aunt. That's your aunt, and 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 just like random. I want to say like somewhere else has a bunch of listens, and I'm like, huh. I wonder who I know or Emily knows who lives in that state. <laughs> That's always the fun one when you're like, I wonder what family member is listening to it in this state. Like I found out my all my brother's friends listen to my one podcast, which is like the podcast I wish they didn't listen to because it's just me objectifying men. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, yeah, we listen to your episode about so-and-so. And I'm like, eh, how about you don't? <laughs> oh, that's not what you listen to. Um, <sighs> well, hopefully they can listen to this episode of this podcast. Yeah, I'll be like, listen to me talk about tea. Tea. Um, tea. Does anyone... What? Do you taste the other flower? I, I don't. I taste apple. And I don't know what elderflower uh, yeah, tastes like. Yeah, I don't like. know yeah, what elderflower tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, it doesn't do even it. taste like an apple to me. It's just nice. Yeah. It tastes like sort of to me, I guess, like um, like apple uh, extract or something. Like, a, like if something is flavored like apple, that's what it tastes like to me. I think it's like it smells like apple, but I don't necessarily taste apple. It's just like I'm aware I'm drinking an oh, apple. Oh, I just thing. got a huge taste of apple. I feel like it's it's it to me tastes like when something's flavor like when you get like a juice and it has like some percentage of apple juice in it to like apple help sweeten juice. it up. Well, here's a little fact about juice for you guys. Um, juice is often cut with apple juice. Like even if you're drinking like orange mango or whatever, there's probably some apple juice in there uh, because it is because apple is such a a plain sweetness kind of flavor that they'll just add it to like even a fruit punch or something just to give it more sweetness and more juice but it's like even if apple isn't a listed ingredient or i mean it'll be listed ingredient but not an advertised ingredient often there is still apple juice in in lots of juices the time i drink juices if i have a mimosa Mm. um i'm not a juice person I someone told me once like an oatmeal like the dried fruit. This was me who told you this. Okay, Matt told me <laughs> that it's like generally apple, just flavored. Uh, yeah, peaches and strawberries. Like if you get the Quaker ones, are apple flavored apple slices. I may have said this on the podcast. I don't know. And blueberries are. Please um, shame them if they did. Yeah, I feel like I repeat myself constantly. <laughs> now let me repeat myself again. Uh, uh, blueberries or figs the little ones but at trader joe's it's legit but if you get like quaker brand it's usually something else and the, wow. bana- the banana one doesn't even have banana there's no like the four pack it's blueberry strawberry peach and banana if you get like the 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 regular ones and banana doesn't even have pieces of banana there's not, not even something in it like to look like banana it's just banana flavored like there's just banana yeah. sugar in it or something um Maple brown sugar is the best time, type of oatmeal anyways. Um, I was always a s- cinnamon uh, green apple kind of mm, person. That's a good one too. That's my second choice. Uh, and also peaches and cream. That was my real, that's my real favorite. I've never had that. It's good. It's got a little fake cream powder <laughs> in it. And then when you make it, it, it like creams it up. It's very good. This podcast isn't about uh, oatmeal. oatmeal, but it is about mm-hmm. another hot liquid almost. Uh what would you call what's oatmeal is that liquidy no, it's solid it grain. Liquid. but it's uh, but, but i mean it's, it's it's hot grain it's it's viscous it's it's it, it moves it's um hot grain it's in between states of matter is what i'm trying to get to it's mush it's yeah, not I quite don't mush. Eat it. liquid or salad uh solid it's not a salad I would say either. It's not a salad. <laughs> i would say it's solids inside of a liquid and that's disgusting yeah. 
Yeah. But you can um, pour it. That's that's my Exactly. Point. You know what? Fill up the container. Mm-hmm. Whatever container it is. Man. All right. Get at us, you guys. Is oatmeal a liquid or a solid or something in between? <laughs> Hit us up, please. Is it a gas? I'll If you can convince me it's a gas, I'll send you $5. <laughs> um, I make a lot of empty empty uh promises um matt are we ready i think we're ready for this next part of the tea talk um rachel i have a big question for you yes okay this is the most important question we asked the whole the whole whole podcast oh my god it's the most are you are you ready yes okay does this tante tea hadula bloomst um rooibos tea is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea um meaning do i like it or do i not yeah that's okay. basically what it means well because yeah. i didn't know if you meant like is this now my favorite or is this like because no i'm a big tea person but no it is i like it a lot it's your cup of tea which is weird because i don't i'm very like i like my english breakfast I like my earl gray and i like my sweet tea that i make with my lipton <laughs> but i really like this yeah. it's but, good emily Who's going to answer first? Jinx, you owe me a tea. Um, go oh, ahead. You already owed me a Coke from earlier, so are you then? I'd rather have a tea. Okay. Um, Matt, is this Hildula Brooms Tante tea that is ribose also? Um, would you describe this tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, I'm going to say this is, this, is, this is sort of a fringe tea for me. Interesting. Uh, but I am having a good enough time having it that I'm going to rate it my cup of tea. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything more to say about that. Emily. Matt. Claire Riggins. That's me. <laughs> this Tante tea. We say this like they pay us to say this this way, but nobody gives us this tea. Um, Although this tea this, was free. <laughs> this tea was free, but not sent to us because we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Roybos. Hildblumst. <laughs> Deoxyribose nucleic acid. Exactly. That kind of tea. Hildblumst. Um, that we brewed for six minutes at 100 degrees Celsius. Is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, I truly thought you would never ask. Um, you know, this is a good tea. I enjoy this tea. Um, I am enjoying it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you can hear Matt. Um, I Emily, stop talking just so you could hear my tea being poured. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it a lot more now that it's less sugary. Um, and I gotta say, this is my cup of tea. Wow, three for three, my cup of tea rating, perfect score. Last week we had a zero cup of tea rating. This week we have a three out of three. Oh yeah, I was I was thinking about the other one that got a three out of three. But that was um, two weeks ago, and I don't want to confuse my dates. <laughs> um, can I real quick tell a story of this tea? Please do. So I went to this tea place in Copenhagen, um, which I loved and um, could have spent all of my money there, but I had to be calm. But my friend was also there, and she was trying to get tea for her sister, and she didn't know what to get her. And the, so the tea lady, she ended up picking, I think, an Earl Grey tea, but the tea lady was like, ribose tea. It's very trendy. I'm going to just give you some. You don't know what it is. I'll just give you some. So she gave us like two samples each, and this is one of them. 
Wow, that's that was um, perfect timing too, because Matt poured me my tea in the and like the transaction happened as the story finished. I got up, took my headphones off, asked <laughs> Rachel if she wanted more tea, poured her the tea, gave her back the tea, and got back to my microphone. The one thing I hadn't done until just now was put my headphones back on. But so, now, guys, he's back. I'm back. Back, Matt. back in the New York group. Um, um, we good? Tea talk complete. Okay. <laughs> As me closing a book. Um, um, wow, that's a good sound effect. I like that. Um, Matt. Yeah, just making sure that the recording is still working right. And <laughs> Matt. Yes. Now that tea talk is out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. Yes, it is my time for my... I would love you to start mini, discussing your mini, mini topic. topic. We've never whispered that before. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Mini topic. You don't <laughs> like it. You sound like uh, Anna Gasteyer and... Molly Shannon on SNL. Oh, and they're whisper. Like, balls. And they're talking like this. Yeah. Mm. And it's really soft. A mini topic. Matt, what's your mini topic? <laughs> well, you know what's funny, you guys, is that we kind of mentioned my mini topic. Oh, my God. It's Harry Potter. Thank kinda God. kind of did mention my mini topic. It's not Harry Potter, although I have been to the wizardy world of Harry Potter twice. Um, and have been in the, wa- the wand shop <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's called Ollivander's. Um, okay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, He's the best wand maker in the world. Keep going. <laughs> Continue. That we know of. Um, no, he is. Continue. <laughs> what if I cast a spell? Uh, anyways, <laughs> it was not Harry Potter, uh, but it is. We didn't explicitly mention it, but we we hinted towards it. My topic today, you guys, is a wonderful thing that I I love. I enjoy greatly. I don't know how that's gonna. I mm, my topic today is brunch. Ooh. I want to talk brunch. We talked. We mentioned mo- your mimosa earlier. Uh-huh. We also mentioned another brunch item that I oatmeal. Oatmeal. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I've gotten it at a brunch. I don't know if that's. We what talked I- about it before the podcast. I said how I met, like I saw my friend when I was at brunch. Yeah, and I think it was another. I think we mentioned another beverage or something. Maybe I don't know. Whatever it was, uh, I definitely know it was at least that mimosa. Um, yeah, I want to talk about brunch, you guys. What do you guys think about brunch? I love I'm, brunch. I'm pro brunch. Listen, I am pro brunch, <laughs> but I don't like waking up. Mm. So I like a brunch that's at like one thirty. Oh yeah. So I don't have to get up until like twelve. I can like venture there. I can be on board with a late brunch. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm I typically am eating if I'm eating brunch, which is most weekends. It's a late brunch. <laughs> um, I like fancy brunch though. Like if I'm going to brunch, I'm not going to a brunch that's like, oh yeah, I can get a waffle. No. I'm going to like going to the West Village. <laughs> I'm going to sit outside. I'm spending way too much money and enjoying a brunch. Um, I, you know, I don't need it to be fancy. I actually, the thing I like most about brunch is also the thing I like least about brunch <laughs> is that I get to choose between something sweet and something savory. Mm. Um, and every single time I find that choice to be hard, but it's also a choice I always want to make. It is tough. I also, so one of my very favorite things about brunch is Bloody Marys. I'm a big Bloody Mary head. Um, I love them. Your head just turned and, into a Bloody Mary. And there's like celery sticking out of my head now. And that you like, that makes the sweet first savory argument harder because they're almost always savory. So then you're like, well, you know, do I, I have to, do I have to just stick with savory, which is usually what I do. Um, or do I try to go sweet? And then if I go sweet, do I change from a Bloody Mary to something else? Did you get a Bloody Mary two years ago when my birthday? No. 
Because he's been to both my birthday parties last years. Did you, uh-huh. when we went to brunch at that place, did you get a Bloody Mary there? Probably if they had them. They, no, because they have great ones. And that's because I'm not a Bloody Mary fan, but I've seen all my friends order them and they look insane. I have to tell you, I don't really remember when I get Bloody Marys because I just assume it's every time I've ever been to brunch. Okay, so, so we're, me, you, and Emily are going to go to uh, Gemma, which is attached to the Bowery Hotel. And they have a great brunch. It's expensive, but it's like, mwah. That was my chef's kiss, but it's so good. And their Bloody Marys look like something that would like you Instagram, like it, the whole restaurant looks like you're just yeah. Instagramming. I but, do. I do like to Instagram Bloody Marys, which is actually what I'm looking at my phone right but now. But that's what, <laughs> um, but that they have like an insane, it would have been like November 12th of 2016. Cause yeah, my birthday was, is November uh, 8th. And you got so, a birthday coming up. Yeah. yeah well, so God, I turned 27 in two months. Jeez. Um, less than two months. Wow. Getting I'm ready old. to die. Uh, Getting up there. Uh, <laughs> do you have your birthday plans ready? Duh. You got well, two months, Well, I, oh, I do get to see the Bob Dylan musical um, on the 10th, so that's fun. But last year we went to karaoke, and Matt had to help me walk to the burger place because I got so excited about a burger that I twisted my ankle and didn't realize how bad I had twisted my ankle until I walked away from Matt and almost fell to the ground because right. my ankle was hurt that badly. Carried her maybe three blocks or so. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, for a burger. Like I was, was so excited. the burger worth it? Yeah. It was like a mac and cheese burger. It yeah. was crazy. Could be a brunch item. Could be a brunch item. Is, <laughs> it was at Big Daddy's, I yeah, think it's called. That's what it's called. The place in Union because we went to the karaoke place. Maybe I'll just do karaoke again for my birthday because I love a, a karaoke. Karaoke. Um, karaoke. Karaoke. I'll get a private karaoke. room this time and everyone can come. Because last time we just went to a bar and just scream sang. And there was a million people there. Oh, I got a fight with the guy. We were also like, it became a therapy session. Like, not therapy. It was like us. Like It was like a, you know, at a jazz concert where the musician starts like talking to the audience. That was all of my friends while we were singing. We'd be like, hi, guys. Like, welcome in this song and like during the instrumental breaks we just would talk to people yeah. it was delightful but it, it was good and you hurt yourself and then i uh, hurt myself um, i would like to state my piece about bloody marys okay please do. so i don't think i've ever actually had a bloody mary although mm. half of that is because um i believe they're based in tomato juice which i know i don't like um i don't just eat i don't just drink tomato juice though. i know but I like i just know have... i don't like that isn't there also horseradish um yeah, I mean, they can be made different ways. Uh, there's usually something spicy, making them spicier. Although you can That's get them, why I don't you can get them, them less spicy that usually. Um, but and yeah, so you can say your piece about them, and then I have I have a comment about the construction of Bloody Marys. <laughs> you <laughs> did get sorry, you did get a Bloody Mary on my birthday because it has so, it, the, that one has sausage in it. Mm. The one that they have, it, yeah, Bloody Marys <sighs> don't make any sense. This is no, a great they make, transition. They to, make all the sense to, to what I want to say. Um, so my introduction to bloody mary's was when i was working at buffalo wild wings wingspear sports um we had a eight o'clock in the morning meeting to introduce new items that we're having and one of them was these bloody mary's that one of the ingredients was the the buffalo sauce and that bothered me so much that i have never whenever i've seen one i'm like it's a what exactly i don't want a drink I would have to say that I probably would not want that in my Bloody Mary. Exactly. Thank you. The Bloody Mary, to me, was just like, what random ass shit can we throw into a drink and have people drink it? Like putting sausage oh, man, no. with a drink? Yeah, no, people people stick, uh, you can, I've seen it with sausage. I've seen it with uh, 
people put bacon into it, like oh, just a spear bacon. I mean, I do um, like that it's really giving celery a job because I love celery and I think it's underappreciated. I love, I love, I love the celery too. Um, I want I, wings now. You guys are just talking about I, celery. Uh, I'm like, I want wings. And we talked about Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that didn't even, the celery was what got me. I was like, oh, wings. Um, I, okay, so I went to a, um, I go to brunch, I would say probably at minimum once every other weekend, probably more like once a week I go to brunch. I go to a lot of, I love brunch. Um, wow, but I, Matt's never invited me to a brunch. It's usually just Laura and I just go. Um, I would, I, I would love to go to brunch with people. Um, but like you said about waking up at noon and then just like leaving, that's like why I never make brunch plans. Cause I like wake up and it's like, okay, now I need food. Where is the closest brunch to where I am? I guess I do brunch more than I thought I did. Cause me and my friend Leah, like we live a stop away from each other on the train. So we just walk to each other's homes and 99% of the time on the weekend, I'm like, you want to just go get food? Are we uh, going to like a brunch place? And look who's never invited me to that. The do you want to come onto my side of Brooklyn? I would. I would love to go to brunch. If it's a good brunch place, I'll travel. So I like to travel into like the city for brunch. That's where that's I like. Will. If I'm doing brunch. brunch, I'm leaving my stop. Where oh, I'm like going, going into like. Well, not so, there's no places in Soho like the West Village or the East. East Village is more like bars, but like. You guys want to go to Gemma on Saturday? I'm in New Orleans, but the next Saturday. The next Saturday, the twenty second. Um. Yeah. If we can go when I get off work, hell yeah, I could do that. Because I work until one thirty, so I can literally come and meet you. I mean, have like two two brunch. Um. Let's do it. Okay. I <laughs> want to talk about this Bloody Mary I had the other day. Okay. I'm going to go back to my story, but you tell oh, your is story. Oh, your, is this still the Bloody Mary thing? Or no, I was just going to say that my brunch partner and I always oh. plan brunches, and it's my friend Molly, and our favorite place is this place called Cafeteria um, that's n- near the L, but in Chelsea. That's I think I, yeah, I think I know, I know where you're talking That's about. all. My brunch okay. partner is Molly. Guys, we should all be doing six-person brunches, because it sounds like we all have two-person brunches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the what i realized with my new coffee shop job is my friend leah texts me halfway through my shift like well what are you doing the rest of the day so mm-hmm. like literally we could all be like hey brunch let's all go do brunch so i went and got brunch the other day uh it was the day i went to a wedding then on the friday then the saturday i went to this brunch place i realized i don't think i've ever and this i may be wrong about this but i don't think i've ever been to brunch in my hometown uh until just recently because i was searching around for it and i found this place that has a bloody had a bloody mary bar meaning uh you can you don't go to it's not like a salad bar where you go and pick your own stuff but you they have a whole menu of items you can put into your bloody mary like build your own bloody mary because you thing. love building my own things yeah. it's like a build a bear uh so this is um and also everything at this uh restaurant is all like locally produced to so massachusetts mostly and i think like vermont and some other closer to massachusetts places but anyways so some items that you might think could be on a menu, I think are just not locally sourced, so they didn't have them. Anyways, it is made with their house Bloody Mary mix. You can order it mild, spicy, or extra spicy. Oh. I got mine. It's spicy. Uh, you can pick your spirit. Uh, there's a few bourbons, some some vodkas, What's uh, tequilas. Normally, normally it's vodka. Um, although, like a uh, Bloody Maria is with tequila and a bloody uh, i can't remember what the whiskey one's called but there's like a version with whiskey that's also see i don't trust drinks that are like you can put different alcohols in them um drinks should have one alcohol well so nor so well so i would say that the i would say that if you put tequila in it i would call it a bloody maria that's like how they whatever uh and they also have different vodkas like so they have like they have a garlic infused vodka which is actually 
Laura had. This gets worse. worse. Uh, I just had regular Tito's vodka in mine. Uh, then you can pick your garnish, up to three garnishes per Bloody Mary. Um, there were Spanish olives, cocktail onions, house-made, ba- uh, uh, yeah, house-made bacon, lime, pickled asparagus, green beans, or cherry bomb peppers, which is little red peppery things. You can answer, ask a question when I'm done. Okay, um, I rose my hands. I had a question for him. <laughs> you can have a rim of sea salt, smoked salt, or cracked pepper. I had cracked pepper. It was kind of a mistake. Um and those are all your, those are all those choices. And you can also order a flight of Bloody Marys uh, and get four uh, four different Bloody Marys. I feel like that's the way to go. Um, I don't I, think a Bloody Mary is the way to go at all. Well, no. Oh, the, well, I uh, like to get flights of things because sometimes I can't make a choice. Yeah, uh, a flight would have been nice. I did, I mean, it was like this is the earliest I've been to brunch in a while. And it was like quarter to noon, so I wasn't super in a. <laughs> and I just I just gotten out of a, a wedding and it was a little hungover from that. Anyways. Rachel, you had a question? Yeah. What is house-made bacon? Do they kill the pig? And, like, I would assume it was house-made, like, unless they uh, went and took bacon from some other place. You know, all I can say is it says house-made bacon on their website. <laughs> um, I'm like, that's that's skeptical to me. Like, what do you mean? Did, you, not, did not... you kill the pig? Um, I just want to clarify something. What mm-hmm. did you get? What were your... Oh, my three garnishes? Yeah. Um, okay, well, so I got a, I got spicy... Oh, actually, I don't know when this isn't... They had options of different kinds of... Probably so. Uh, so the classic tomato, uh, tomatillo, which I don't really know what that is, vibrant beet, or carrot ginger. Those are like other mixes you could have instead of uh, um, tomato. Beet. Uh, so the carrot ginger might be up some people's um, things if they don't want any um, tomato. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got for garnishes, I got, a, I got Spanish olive, which is just um, like the green olive with the yeah. little orangey red thing in it um pickled asparagus and the uh, cherry bomb pepper uh the menu as i remember when i read it i only said asparagus it didn't say pickled asparagus and i was a little disappointed at the pickled part once i got it but oh. still fine because i mean i like pickled things and i like asparagus but i was thinking i was not going to get pickled asparagus <laughs> so it's just when you're thinking yeah you don't know what you're gonna get anyways um and I did, so I never knew this place had a, a, a Bloody Mary bar, and now I have to go back there. I guess. <laughs> did you enjoy it? I did. It was good. I only I, the only my only regret was the um, the cracked pepper rim. I wish there was like a salt and pepper version of it because mm. the salt really helps. I get like a good salted rim on it on on a beverage. I don't like a salted rim, but I don't like salt, like hmm. extra salt. Weird. I uh, I now want, now that I said my piece about Bloody Marys and I love Bloody Marys, but this isn't just, I could have made my topic just Bloody Marys. I really but you made it brunch. Have. I made it brunch. Um, guys, what is your, I'll start with you, Rachel. What is your favorite brunch item? Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Which, a whole thing. So for my brother's wedding, they, like, because it was down south. They did this thing exclusively for me. There were truffle french fries because french fries are my favorite. And <gasps> that's my favorite food. I love french fries. <laughs> They're my favorite. Like, you know how it said if you eat french fries more than twice a week, you're going to die? I'm I'm dead. I eat them like once a day. I don't know. I can't even tell anyone how much french fries I eat. Yeah, I eat french fries at least once a day. You bo- you guys both love. I can verify that you guys are both huge french fries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always have fries. But like. I don't know why you would never make the choice to not get fries yeah, like, when you're what? out. Yeah, when they're like salad or fries, I'm like, okay, I'm obviously going to choose french yeah. fries. That is stupid. I can make a salad. I can't make fries as good as they no. do. Ugh. I'll, but keep, I'll keep quiet. <laughs> at my brother's 
uh, wedding. They had truffle fries, which I got plenty of. That was fine. But we were taking pictures, and one of the appetizers was chicken and waffles. And my mom got it exclusively for me because I love chicken and waffles. By the time I came back, they were out, and I didn't get any. And then they also had crab cakes because that's mine and my brother's and my dad's favorite, and they were out. And I was furious because the one that I wanted was the chicken and waffles. And then they wouldn't tell me what else they had as appetizers because I kept getting mad. Because we, I think I got like a piece of shrimp was the only thing I could I got to uh, eat that day. Yeah, so fun fact about my wedding is that uh, they – fucked up the food order like royally and i got almost no food on my wedding <laughs> my own my own wedding i barely you ate any food <laughs> uh because it was they they just they messed it was we didn't do like a, a seat to sit down thing we did a like a sort of buffet kind of thing but they just like made way short like it was supposed to be this thing where they're supposed to be serving us food like over the course of the entire night and they basically made one round of food and then didn't make any more anyways that was my wedding <laughs> But to answer your question, it's chicken and waffles. I love chicken waffles. I like an e- I like a good egg, but if I'm going to brunch, I, I basically am like, give me that fried chicken. Have you uh, been to Sweet Chick? Uh-huh. Actually, have, we've been to Sweet Chick together, haven't we? Didn't Maybe. we do it after like an improv show or something? The I one in the, the East Village? There's, I think so. There's also Village. one in, I think, Williamsburg, right? There is one There's in Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Uh, the East Village is like East Village Soho. It's like... That area. Yeah. It's like down by bowery I it's think. not too far from ucb east that's what i know no it's like between bowery and ucb east is the sweet check and then there's also one uh on the q train right near my apartment well mm-hmm. this is getting real specific for those listeners who are not in new york get on that q train <laughs> um or even know where my apartment is uh, <laughs> uh there are some people who know where it is um Okay, chicken and waffles. I love that answer. I love chicken and waffles. Sweet chick also gives you three different kinds of butter, which is fun. Oh, um, they have it's like a lemon one, a berry one, and you can one, get different waffles and different chicken. Like your chicken can be battered in something. Oh, yeah, sweet they're crazy. So I have never had chicken and waffles. Can you tell me? Do you eat the chicken and waffles in the same bite, or just you mix it up? It's so your you choice. like try the waffle, you try the chicken. Sometimes you mix it. It's your choice. Like. It's a whole thing. You can eat it. It's it's okay. Like imagine any imagine any meal and like how sometimes you might take like like um, I don't know mashed potatoes and some green beans in the same bite. I don't know. That's you, what you would do you with know, chicken and waffles. You can do that with chicken waffles, or you can just eat green beans, or you can just eat mashed potatoes, or you can put them on the same fork. That's how I think of it. <laughs> I don't like to mix my food, but I will like I'll, I would have a bite of green beans and then a bite of mashed potatoes. Are there any two things that you would put on the same fork? I'm very interested in this because my brother is the my brother will not let his food like he eats one full thing and then he'll eat the other full thing and then he'll eat the other like that's how my dad eats that's not how I eat yeah but so I ate favorite, like that when I was five but yeah. his favorite meal is like it's called steak salad from Pittsburgh and it's steak fries everything in a salad and he loves that I'm like that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah um I I think there's nothing I would put on the same fork unless it was already put there like. When I'm eating spaghetti, I want the meatball, the sauce, and the noodles mm-hmm. all in the same bite. Got it. But. Well, they put the, when they give you chicken waffles, nor, uh, well, not always, but like, they'll give you like, it's like a plate of, that is waffle side, like a, a waffle, mm, the, the plate is covered with a waffle and then there is chicken on top of it. So technically it is already together, but it's your choice to separate it. Sweet Chick, I do think gives you like, it sort of, it sort of quarters the waffle and puts it to the side and then puts the chicken on the other yeah, side. Yeah. Most places, my favorite place that is by my apartment and they do like basically chicken strips on top of waffle strips so you're kind of like forced to eat it together wow uh love chicken and waffles emily what is your favorite brunch item 
Honestly, that's a big question. Um, so my first thought was the best brunch meal I've ever had was in Wisconsin, and I had the best French toast I've ever had. Uh, see, I don't was, count French toast as brunch. French toast is like... But you can get it at a brunch. I know, but that's like... Yeah. Um, I, I would breakfast. only... I would... Well, first of all, I will eat chicken waffles for dinner. Um, but <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, I'll eat chicken waffles anytime. I will also eat... Um, French toast. I've I've had French toast for dinner before in my life. <laughs> oh, I love breakfast for dinner. Um, Beef for is and delightful. Uh, but I th- I think what makes so I I also I sort of side with you in that I think a lot of breakfast foods when people say them for brunch I'm like that's a breakfast food but I do think French toast gets kicked up to another level when it's when it is a brunch food because like restaurants just like try really hard with French toast which unnecessary. I don't I like I don't it. know this was truly the best French toast I've ever had. Um, and even had so- my mom's. My mom makes the best. I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> this was that's my favorite thing. My mom makes is French. There was something about it. I don't know. It was the best. I've been striving. I keep trying to get French toast ever since, and it's mm-hmm. never as good. Um, I like to get a burger with avocado and egg. That's a good brunch item. See, that is very brunch to me because it's like something you would have for lunch and something you'd have for breakfast. I think um, I watched. I think I believe I watched you eat that burger one time. Yes. <laughs> um, it's my favorite. Um. I feel like that's like my, those are my two go-to brunch items, although I'm not strict about it. And we got a sweet and we got a savory. We got a sweet and a savory. And it's usually I have to choose between the burger or the French toast. Yeah. Um, I love French toast and I also love a burger with an egg and avocado. Guys, I love brunch. You guys are just mentioning stuff I love. <laughs> I love this food. Um, but if I had to pick a very favorite thing that I like to eat for brunch, um, I'm going savory i'm going with a uh eggs benedict um with salmon in it um so we're talking uh and this is a very mixed food (laughs) speaking of mixed foods (laughs) but uh so we're talking english muffin with uh salmon uh poached egg and uh hollandaise sauce um if you if you want to throw avocado on there that's like even cooler um but that's 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 my all-time favorite. I don't know if it's like the best thing I've ever had, but if I'm going to brunch, I'm probably ordering that cuz it's a good it's a damn good meal. Uh and it usually comes with like a side salad or or hash brown. Oh, I love a good like a uh, like um hash brownie thingy, breakfast potato stuff. Any kind of breakfast made potato is usually pretty um, good. I'm like the bubble gump of potatoes. I just love potatoes i also i love all potatoes i even love raw potatoes that's a controversial opinion that's been discussed on the podcast um however hash browns while i love i love one specific part i like the crunchy part and i feel like they need to do a better job getting more of it i'd rather have home fries over hash browns i would agree but mcdonald's hash browns because they're just basically crunchy perfect i like the best to me for hash browns um, I don't know if this is a different name for this or if this is the right name, but it's the ones that are just like all the little chips, all like you mean tater tots? No, like it's all like the little the little strips, st- sticks, the yeah. little tiny sticks, uh, just like mashed up. So it's like instead of being baked into sort of a, a like I think of a, I think of a regular hash brown. When someone just says hash brown to me, I think of like I guess a big round, like a big tater tot, like mashed like together. McDonald's. Yeah, like the McDonald's one or whatever. Um, but um, 
You like the one that looks like a basket, basically. Like it's like the crisscross oh, on the thing. Yeah, I like it if you took like what would look like if you took tater tots and just like smashed them together and then put them on a plate. I, I know what you're talking about. Like the strips and then they're flat on one side, grilled on one side, and then yeah, and they tend to be. And it's very. It tends to be very crispy because yes. there's there's a lot of surface area to it. Yes. Um, that's what I'm talking about. <sighs> we right. like brunch. Uh, yeah, we love brunch, and I think now we're going to make brunch plans. Yeah, I'm so excited. Now I want brunch. Like, like I like have so many food things. Like, I'm going to go home and order food. Oh, and one of my favorite places near here that actually has very good brunch, and I would offer to maybe try to go there sometime, but I think it would be hell getting a table for six. It's hell getting a table for two. Um, but they have like a, they do like um, a prefix thing where you get a cocktail, drink, or a juice um, if you, you know, don't want to drink a cocktail, and a tea or a coffee. And so I always get a tea and a Bloody Mary and then my breakfast or my brunch. What a joy. I, I stay on brand. I like brunch and I like tea. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we talked for a long time about brunch, but yeah. that was a fertile topic, wasn't it? Yes. Are you- <laughs> fertile. Fertile. Mm-hmm. I don't regret that word choice. Um, but I'm, I feel content in my topic. Okay. Telling. We're going to transition now for Matt's wonderful topic. Thank you. He's now kicked off the stage. Rachel. <laughs> yes. From now until the end of the podcast, the podcast is yours. Great. We're talking about a topic that I think will appease Matt, but is also my favorite thing to talk about. Um, so we're going to talk about sports movies. Oh. Because like three of my favorite movies are sports movies. Okay. Wow. Um, I guess sports let's, movies. what are the three, what are, what are the sports movies? So I love For Love of the Game, uh, which is a Kevin Costner movie where he pitches a perfect game. Uh, and I love I, Tanya, which is about the 1994, well, it's about Tanya Harding in general, but it's about the 1994 Olympics and her, the whole situation with Nancy Kerrigan's knee. And, um, there was a controversy. There was a controversy. And I also love the bronze, which is making fun of Tanya Harding, but in gymnastics, two of them have Sebastian Stan in it. But, um, I used to be a gymnast, so I love the bronze because of the gymnastics stuff. Like I grew up doing competitive gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Did, what what's Tanya Harding's thing with the bronze the the character um I don't remember her name I haven't watched the bronze in a really long time but the uh Melissa Ranch's character has like she's supposed to like oh, look like Tanya Harding like she has the bl- the blonde bangs she's like hasn't really done anything since she went to the Olympics and she's kind of like washed up and like known for controversy got it um I've not seen any of those movies. I have also not seen any of those movies. <gasps> well, I mean, we could just talk about sports movies. No, that's but okay. Like, We're going to no, talk we about could... sports movies. We're going to talk about those movies. Yeah, I'm just laying it on the table that oh I... Oh my God, I can't wait to describe all three of these movies to you guys. Uh, is it cheesy to say that my favorite sports movie is Remember the Titans? Or little. Sandlot? Oh, it's Sandlot is... I hate the Sandlot. What? <laughs> I think it's such a boring... Uh, They're it... not cheesy. Those are just... <laughs> this is, a... just... is going to sound so bad. They're just like basic choices for like if you're like i like a sports movie that's like a girl going into starbucks be like what do you like oh i like pumpkin spice like it's like the what you would choose you just got called basic no i'm just saying it like in the spectrum of sports movies well i also say remember the titans is just a great movie it is remember the titans is like it gave us such joys like ryan gosling singing and uh the chant that like we used to do when we played sports um i um of all the movies you two have just mentioned i've only seen the sandlot and i honestly wish i had seen any of the other ones you've never seen remember the how have you Titans? never seen Rem- it's on all the Did time you di- well i guess you're older 
I had to watch it in school. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, we had to watch it in school. That's why I was like, yeah. you're older than us. Yeah. We had to watch it when we were growing up. Like, they would put it on as like a... When did it come out? Oh, I was I probably in like the fifth grade. I don't honestly know. It uh, just always has Emily, been Emily, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay, yeah, because you're only a year older than I am. Yeah. So like, I think if I was in the fifth grade, you were in the sixth grade. Like, it was when we were kids. Because I remember... So you guys are only... Um, because they're only uh i would put field of dreams on my list but you were okay if yeah. she was in the sixth grade and i was in the fifth you were like graduating i was high graduating school. high school yeah. <laughs> so like 2003 or something like that um anyways yeah, it was like 2002 what's your favorite sports movie um field of dreams is good though feel i have seen field of dreams um that's a another fine one um Kevin so, Costner, man. so i um i love I do love baseball, and I guess maybe some of my favorite sports movies are probably baseball movies. Uh, I'll name some of that I like. Um, I think probably, well, there is the there is the whole baseball scene in the, in Naked Gun. Is that the first Naked Gun movie? It's a very good baseball scene in a movie. It's one of the funniest scenes in, in, in all of movies. I can't remember which Naked Gun movie it's in, but it's in one of the three of them. And there's a whole baseball scene. It's very good. Um I also hear there's a baseball scene in the Twilight movies. I mean, that's why I was uh, laughing because I was like, you mean when they play Supermassive Black Hole and all the vampires are playing baseball? Um, that is an important scene, but yes, um, you are correct. <laughs> and uh, I I don't know which one's better, but... Um, Hands out the vampires playing baseball to Supermassive Black Hole. They have to play it during a thunderstorm or else everyone else will be like, what's what's the loud noise? Yeah, and it's like... Um, and it's like music. That's why playing. they have to play it in the thunderstorm. Um, Keep going. Let's see. I, there's another sports movie... Um, uh, it's uh they, they it's a sports movie about the uh quidditch and it's in uh, the harry potter movies <laughs> i consider those sports movies uh listen if die hard is a christmas movie harry potter is a sports movie uh, let's move on <laughs> i've got bits on bits on bits um, keep going what are your favorite sports movies uh i did uh i do think Moneyball is a pretty interesting movie i don't know if it's considered a sports movie it's about sports have you seen bull durham um but as we are continuing down my list, what I was going to say is that I believe truly my favorite sports movie is Bull Durham. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I was like, of all like, because you mentioned every other Kevin Costner baseball movie. I also love Tin Cup. That's like a just a great movie in general. I like to keep it. So, I like to keep my explanations really long winded. So that's why it took me a while to get to. <laughs> what Bull Durham. needs to be stated here is that I don't see movies, so I have not seen either of your movies. I've not seen Bull Durham. So I think I understand. Kevin Costner has like a trilogy of baseball. Kevin Costner, for a really long part of his like career, just was sports movies. Because uh, why well, can't I remember the the golf movie I just said? Oh, uh, the cup. What tin cup? Tim tin cup. Yeah. Well, because they had Kingpin in my head because it's a bowling movie. But um, tin cup, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, uh, For Love of the Game. And I feel like there's one more. I, like the only thing I can think of is Postman and Waterworld, which neither of those are sports movies. But Sup- like Superman, yeah, Man of Ke- Steel, just Kevin Costner movies. Uh, but or what's that one where he has like his granddaughter is half black and it's like him trying to figure that shit out. Uh, Kevin Costner has a strange career, but he has like a trilogy of baseball movies. And my dad loves baseball. My mom loves Kevin Costner. So growing up, the like growing up, the in between was we got to go and see Kevin Costner in sports movies. Uh, and Tin Cup was like a big deal in my house because my mom is also in love with Don Johnson, who's in that movie. Do you know who Don Johnson is? He was in Miami Vice, right? Yes. He's the hot guy from, and he's Dakota Johnson's father. Oh. Dakota Johnson is. I know who Dakota yeah, okay. Johnson is. Um, She's friends with Taylor Swift. 
that's how she knows who someone is. Um, uh, Bull Durham has, it's like the beginning of Tim Robbins' career. He's in that. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon's in that, and they got married from that movie, I believe. Um, Isn't she the woman? She is the woman yeah. in the movie. Um, and they were married for a while. I think they got divorced recently. They Anyways, were never married. They were like or whatever. partners, whatever. It, it's it's thing. the same thing. Um, when you when you do it for long enough, it's the same thing. <laughs> um, it's a ve- it's they used to play it on Comedy Central a lot. Um, it's a very it's like a funny. I think that's like my thing about a lot of sports movies is they can be a little either either they're like super goofy like Rookie of the Year, which is like whatever. Um, we we've talked about Rookie of the Year on this podcast, I think. Which one is Rookie that, of the Year? Is that the one with Dennis Quaid? Uh, that that is a movie, and I think it's not Ricky, this movie. Ricky the Year is the one where he, um, the kid plays for the Cubs, and he can pitch really fast. Um, but, but I know what movie you're talking about. Uh, the one with Dennis Quaid. But which one is that? So I think it might be called the Rookie. There's, oh, there's, there's it is. It is there's the Rookie and Rookie, rookie of the Year. Yeah. And then, oh, Angels in the Outfield is also a great I was just going to say, movie. I'm going to add Angels in the Outfield to my Angels list. Angels in the Outfield. Um, we which really is, are like not in the sports movie craze anymore, and that's when it was like, like remember Stick It? I'm. Uh, Again, I was a gymnast. Stick It was the one with Jeff Bridges and the girl who was like a badass gymnast, and like um, people would get mad at her. Speaking of Jeff Bridges, is oh, bring the, it on! Is, is a sports movie. Is the Big Lebowski a sports movie? Yeah, it's bowling. It's a lot of bowling in it. That's my father. My dad is the dude from the Big Lebowski. Um, I'd, I'd consider Bring It On a sports movie. It is, and, and I'm gonna put it on my favorite sports movies so list. So, are we going to consider Harry Potter sports movies? With the Quidditch? I think any <laughs> movie that has a sports scene, you can consider it a sports movie. Like I consider consider I consider Logan Lucky another Sebastian Stan movie a sports movie because it's centered around them robbing like a NAS the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Do you have you seen Logan Lucky? No, it's a Soderbergh movie and it's uh, like Daniel Craig helps brothers Adam Driver and Channing Tatum steal money so Channing Tatum can like help like pay for his daughter and all that shit. And they say that movie has a lot of problems. Like they're trying to tell you you can drive from West Virginia to North Carolina in like four hours, and that is impossible. Uh, but there, it's all centered around like the Coca Cola 500 from the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the NASCAR driver is Sebastian Stan, and it's a crazy movie, and I'm obsessed with it because he like is like I can't let my uh, my microchip will get messed up if I drink alcohol. And one of his sponsors is like for alcohol. And so they make him drink it and he wrecks the car and it's delightful. I love but that. I consider that a sports movie um. and glee, which is not sports related. There's a similar problem. It takes place in Ohio and I'm from Ohio. Um, it's I've cent- seen all six seasons. So continue. Yeah, it's centered in Lima. Uh-huh. And at one point they um, reference them meeting someone after school. That's from like, I don't remember somewhere near Columbus and they're not even close. I'm like, mm, you're wrong. That's my favorite thing to do. And in Logan Lucky, my friends and I all pointed out, you can tell someone from California wrote it. Because as someone who is, I've lived in California for five years and I've lived on the East Coast, I say freeways and highways very differently. If I'm in California, it's the 405, the 5. But if I'm in North Carolina or Pennsylvania, it's 79, 485. Like I don't put the the in front of it. And in the movie, she calls it like whatever freeway it is, say it's 485. She calls it the 485. Mm. And me and all of my friends are like, you're from California because you don't put the the in front of it. Interesting. Do you put the in front of highways or not? I don't think so. I ride on But mine's only, but it depends on the highway. So like if it is a East Coast highway, I do not put the the. If it is a West Coast highway, there's the the. 
It's very specific. Do you put the sometimes because you're not on the east or the west coast? Um, <laughs> to get to my parents' house, you take 71 to 70 to 33. That's how I'd say it. Oh, there you go. Then no, no the. Yeah. Um, our, as our most expert person in all things Harrison Ford to come on this podcast, uh-huh. um, have you seen the movie 42? Yes, of course I have. And what do you think about it? Um, here's <laughs> here's my thing about 42. Um. For you guys that don't know, Harrison Ford is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's a curmudgeon, and I love him very much. But that I'm a big Jackie Robinson fan. Uh, I used to play softball when I was a kid. And so for whatever reason, Jackie Robinson was like my favorite person to learn about when I was uh, little. And so 42 was a big deal for me because it was Harrison Ford, Chadwick Boseman, um, it's about my favorite baseball player. The guy from Friday Night Lights is in that movie, which I also loved. Um, and so I was really into 42. But the Harrison Ford character is like a caricature. And he's doing this weird thing in that movie that I don't particularly care for. Where everybody else in that movie is playing it real. It's like like that portion of that movie is really good. And then Harrison Ford is just kind of bad. Now, I've, I've kind of heard he is weird in the movie. Which, by the way, that movie is largely based around where we are right now. Uh, the Dodger Stadium used to be, like, right out my window. Yeah. Um, and uh, But he's playing Branch Rickey, uh, who is, like, a weird dude. Uh, so, like, part of it is probably him actually trying to be that weird dude. Which is totally fine, but it's, like, everyone else is playing it very real and grounded. And so, contrasting that with how weird... It, listen, it's the same problem I have with Ricky and The Flash. Meryl and that's my one of my faves but Meryl Streep is so crazy in that movie and everyone else is really like grounded and real so it makes it insane which works for Ricky and the Flash but does not work for a movie like 42 where it's supposed to be like this great movie about Jackie Robinson and it turns into this white man saving everybody yeah I mean some of that yeah there's obviously some of that stuff and it's tough because it's like when you cast Harrison Ford in a movie you know he's He's going to be the biggest character, kind of, no matter what. Well, like, the, yeah, because this was before you know. Black Panther. Yes. So this was, and because Chadwick Boseman had just been in um, Get On Up, right? Isn't that the James Brown movie? Isn't that what it's called? I it's He had just played James Brown. And so um, people like knew of him, but it wasn't, he wasn't T'Challa. Like, it wasn't the Black Panther. And so. Yes, he's very famous now. <laughs> yeah, now if he did it, it'd be like, oh my God, it's Chadwick Boseman. And, which it should have been. It's a movie about Jackie Robinson. But uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's weird that they even, yeah, I guess, I mean, it was like a small, I guess it's weird that Harrison Ford was ever cast in it at all. Cause it's like an indie film, right? Like it's not like a big, no, it was Disney. It was one of the Disney, Disney? histories. I, I'm 99% sure wow. 42 is a Disney history. It's so that's weird that they didn't go. I mean, hmm, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess you go on specific look. There's probably a lot of very specific things that chose them to pick whatever actors they picked. Cause you're, when you're doing historical, you know, you try to make people look like they're supposed to look but it's weird that you would cast who you'd cast the lead to be a less famous person than the you know the not lead in a movie like that yes yeah. can i tell you guys a fun fact i learned today yeah i was uh-huh. listening to a podcast about jurassic park and um harrison ford turned down the lead role because he didn't think he was right for the part and then it went to and, sam neil yes and um the people who, who whose podcast i was listening to said that that was probably good because the real star of that movie is the dinosaurs and, and it also not, Jeff Goldblum. And yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Shirtless. I just um, interviewed that's all, that's um, Lex for the Mary Sue. And it was so funny because most of the time when you talk to actors like uh, 
Timmy and Lex from Jurassic Park, they, I, well, Timmy's different because Joe Mazzello, I think is his name. He's done other stuff, but she's kind of only acted in Jurassic Park and then went on to other stuff. She, uh, was so willing to talk about that movie and that's one of my favorite franchises and so for like an hour i was like okay but can we talk about jeff goldblum <laughs> i just <laughs> talked about jeff goldblum um great dude if he was in a sports movie i'd be like favorite. Sports I'm, movie. I'm trying to think um, if he's in a sports movie and i'm can I'm you like call training. well i guess you could technically call the big chill a sports movie because there's that scene where they're all playing football what do you think about the gladiator scene in thor ragnarok i'll call it sports sports sort of um so, sort of sports more the Hulk just destroying Thor. I thought, and then, I thought Thor won. Mm, uh, that's my favorite scene when then Thor, then the Hulk asks and Thor is like, oh, I totally beat you. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't. Well, he um, gets, he also gets electrocuted by Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Cause he's winning. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go back to real sports movies. <laughs> Friday night Lights. It's their gladiatoring. Um, I don't know. Um, well, we're going to talk about sports shows soon because I have a sports show I want to discuss. Ugh. But <laughs> what? It's Pitch. It's a really good show. Oh, I wish Pitch stayed on longer. Oh, me too. What do you think makes a good sports movie? I think the story is really important because sports to me, like watching baseball on TV is not interesting to me. Watching baseball in the arena, in the arena, Jesus, in the stadium is like way cooler to me. Because, like, I love the risk of, like, hey, I might die. I'm at a baseball game and a fly ball could drill me in the head. Um, they've, added, they've added more netting to the stadiums recently. No, I was just at the Yankee game last year, the year before. They just, no. Oh, well, to, and I was, like, on the third baseline. To cut you off about this, uh, they the Yankees just this year extended their netting because last year they had someone get very hurt. Uh, and it's, oh, and see, the, that's not fun. Well, it's. Uh, Pay well, attention. Don't be on your phone. Well, uh, it was a, it was like a young child. Um, that's another thing I don't, while it's fun, if you have a young kid, you should not be on like the baseline. You should be like up somewhere. Cause you can at least like people like, up higher. You have less of a risk. Like when I was a kid, we used to always sit at the pirates games up and like the, so I, I don't want I don't want to get, I don't want to be too much on this tangent cause we want to hear more about your sports movie thing. But I will say that I, I think all the stadiums in baseball now, um, the netting goes all the way to like the end, at least the ends of the dugouts, if not to the beginning of like sort of where the outfield goes. Oh, well, goes. see, I was further anyway. So, so uh, now baseball stadiums are much safer than they were even a year ago because they made the netting way further out. Anyways, back to what makes a good sports movie is. <laughs> um, and so I love like why I love for love of the game is because you are on the mound with him. Why I love I, Tanya is you're on the ice with her. Like every part of it is like you being engrossed in it and friday night lights is the same kind of reason or same kind of movie and that's why i like friday night lights the movie a lot i haven't watched the tv show but the movie is like gritty you're on the field and i like feeling like you're part of the game and so to me a great sports movie has you as part of it but then at the same i like funny sports movies and that or sports movies with like heart so like field of dreams is so good because it's not so much about the game it's about like him trying to reconnect with his father. And so I love that. Like the bronze has this insane sex scene where they have sex, but they're, it's gymnastics moves. And like there's rings suddenly in the, it. It is wild, but it's funny because it's like bringing in gymnastics elements to this situation that would never have them. And so I like those kind of sports movies. Um, but like 
I that maybe this is my problem with forty two too is like <laughs> Chadwick Boseman was like I want to play I want to play baseball but he's not a baseball player so it felt kind of like cool I'm watching a baseball game like and it didn't feel like I was part of it and that's why I love like I said for love of the game because you're in the game with him and he does this cool thing in for love of the game where he's like clear the mechanism and it makes him which I have tried to figure out since I was a kid how to do it I don't think it's a real thing but he says clear the mechanism and it shuts down the roar of the cloud the crowd and so he's just standing on the mound and everything is silent when he's about to pitch then he pitches a perfect game spoiler alert for for love of the game starring kevin costner and kelly preston i do think that like one thing about sports movies and i think this is what is what you're you're saying um is that like if you're like watching them play the sport it's almost universally bad it's like more about the 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 stories they're doing yeah which is like was your point about 42 and there's like a lot of movies that are that they like end up making you watch a lot of the sport be played but it's like that's not the interesting part of the movie usually (laughs) i think that's maybe why i like bull durham though because they actually do show you a lot of the sport but it still is good well like entertaining the way for love the game is formatted is like he is the whole movie is set around this one his like last game and he's pitching a perfect game and it flashes back to like him getting injured and like fucking up his hand and like his love story with this kelly preston character him like struggling throughout his baseball career and getting traded and stuff like that and so it goes back and forth through his memories as he's pitching the game and it's really good and it keeps you engaged and you're not like and i just rewatched it with my dad a little while ago and it's not one of those movies that like it was great at the time and now it's nothing it's still like a really good movie um and i love movies like like I Tanya became my it's my phone like that movie changed the way I view (laughs) movies in like a weird way because it's that is a sports movie that took a sport that people probably wouldn't have ever been like yeah cool I'm gonna make an ice skating movie that's gonna be real serious but like it took a part of our American history and like taught it to everyone in a really cool way and those are the sports movies I end up liking way more than I can't even th- think. I guess more than Remember the Titans. Like I like Remember the Titans. It's heartwarming. It's great. But a movie like For Love the Game or I Tanya like is insane to me. I love them. What did you think about Blades of Glory, the other ice skating movie I could think of? <laughs> oh, where someone gets decapitated by ice skates. Uh. I see I like it. it's funny yeah it's funny but oh, then I don't like but what's weird is I don't like movies like Brian's song is that it's a football it. movie I think but he like dies it's but I love Rudy like it, it goes back and forth on like I'm very well, particular it has to be well done it yeah. Be, yeah it can be like anything um, it has to be a, uh, it's like uh, there's lots of crappy movies about about things I would find interesting yeah, yeah. look at Johnny Depp's career he's, he's had some movies about some things I was like what an awesome topic and then uh, like the liver time I was oh. thinking about like uh, Black Mass, which I thought was going to be such a cool movie, and then it's I whatever. was so excited for Black Mass, and I hated it. Yeah, it's I didn't hate it, but it was boring. Yeah, Emily, do you have a question? No, I'm going to talk about pitch. Um, so this is a TV show that centered on. This is not about TV show. <laughs> that centered on the uh, trials and tribulations of the first female pitcher in the MLB. She plays for the San Diego Padres. Um, she has sexual tension with her catcher, but they're very good up, good about it. Who is Zach? 
Uh, for him. Saved by the bell. He is. <laughs> Honestly, he's great. It's so sad the show's over. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because the way they show the sports, I think, is really well done. They show highlights. They don't, like, show... Like, they'll show, like, her beginning to pitch, but then they'll flash to, like... They'll show, like, quick highlights and then the aftermath. So, like, they don't dwell. Because the story isn't so much that she's pitching. I mean, that is the story, but the story is, like... The controversy of her Controversy of her pitching. Like, the things that happened to her through... Because she's pitching. Yes, indeed. Do you I think that's the key to sports movies. It can't, like... You either have to, like make me believe i'm in this game or you need to be smart about how you're showing the game because when you're just showing someone attempting to play a sport i'm like cool great that's like like kicking and screaming is a funny sports movie to me because it works because it's like kids who don't understand soccer playing this game yeah um i I've, i've sort of i've been noticing this with a lot of our examples but do you guys how do you how do you feel about the fact that most of these good sports movies are baseball movies? It's a couple, we have like, you know, some, some, some that aren't, but I'd have to say, I'd say at least half the movies we mentioned are baseball and the other, all the other uh, types of sports have like split their other things. Well, first I need to bring up the, the best football movie that we haven't talked about. And it's the only reason I like Tom Cruise and it's Jerry Maguire. Because that is a human head weighs ten pounds. (laughs) That's a cool sports movie because it has, (laughs) it's about sports. It's about a sports agent, but it's a different kind of look at sports. And I like that. Like that's also a really good way of introducing a sports movie is like giving a different view rather than just like cool. I'm watching a football game, but I think baseball is an easier way to bring the drama because most most athletes can't be that old especially football and basketball baseball you can be like in your 40s and still be playing baseball and so i think there's a lot more well that's like for love of the game he's like 45 yeah yeah i think he's he's old for a pitcher but 45 would be very old for a pitcher <laughs> okay but barry bonds later is like 40 like you can be older in baseball than you can really in any other sports like for instance ice skating you're done by 26 like, if you're still ice skating at 26, that's a miracle. Like, the movie Miracle. A, miracle. But, a, movie uh, <laughs> not, a movie we have not mentioned until... Uh, or The Mighty Ducks. We haven't gotten into hockey at all, but... Um, Is there more than those two? <laughs> uh, Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> you owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I I think the problem is and why baseball movies are so great is because we've made so many baseball movies and there haven't been that many football and there haven't been that many... Like, why I love i tanya so much as that was like the first serious ice skating movie and i i almost made my topic ice skating because i got real into the olympics last year or this year and i love them very much like nathan chen is a dream can i offer up my baseball my thought on the baseball yes. thing yes i have thoughts um one uh to compare to um jerry Maguire, baseballs i, I think baseball's equivalent to jerry Maguire is moneyball um, which is like all about the business of baseball, kind of. I mean, they do show some sports in it, but um, uh, a similar tact on the whole thing. Um, but um, I think that the setup of baseball is more uh, more ripe for like showing rivalry. Um, ice skating is also in a similar vein, but the thing about, and actually basketball, I suppose would be, but part of the problem with hockey and uh, um, football is that people are wearing like face masks and 
it's done like things are done a little less like like in baseball it's often like going to be a pitcher versus a batter like a, a movie like i feel like the stars of many baseball movies are whoever's pitching in them <laughs> so you get to see their like sort of struggle on their face you see the one-on-one sort of like uh f- struggle whereas like in a football movie because it's like a whole team moving as one sort of thing it's harder to and most football yeah. movies end up being based on injury rather than like the actual like game itself when you think about it because like Jerry Maguire is the background until he till Cuba Gooding Jr. gets injured concussions all about the concussions you can get from football mm-hmm. uh Brian's song he dies uh Ru- radio is like they don't want him to play because he can get injured like it's like everything about football is about like how you can get injured while you're doing it and I think <laughs> that's the drama of a football movie and so it's kind of yeah tired uh but we haven't talked about the best sports movie of all time which i remembered when you said basketball which is the movie space jam starring michael Uh jordan where he then plays baseball so yes and he golfs too it's all three sports (laughs) so you know i wouldn't be surprised if there's another sport in there somewhere too (laughs) probably because michael jordan played like eight sports um and they go to space which is the thing that you like space it's like all my interests in one movie and bugs bunny uh space jam is good uh we that's another basketball oh that other we mentioned a few will ferrell movies but we did not mention um what's that movie he has like a um basketball one. Oh yeah oh and also is it hosers is good hoosiers hoosiers yeah with uh (laughs) gene uh gene hackman yes i almost i was like gene simmons gene kelly like went through every other gene (laughs) now Um, this is a movie i saw in like school i think i saw hoosiers in school and also coach do you remember the movie coach no I think that was the Samuel L. Jackson one. I don't know it. And there was also one with like Josh Lucas where he was a coach. And I can't remember the name of that movie. I There's another problem is basketball movies are all about like the coach being like, we can do it team. And it's like, I think why, I think you're right. Like what, why baseball movies work is because it's like the interpersonal relationships between like a pitcher and his catcher and like the rivalry between the pitcher and the batter. Where every other sports movie is like, I have to uplift my team. Like, Miracles that way. Like, Mighty Ducks yeah. is that way. They're all, like, about... Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Um, it was semi-pro is the Will Ferrell movie. Um, ah, yes. Uh, Ricky yeah. Bobby is another one. Yeah, I was. I thought Shake about that earlier. Bank. I was like, I was like, technically, NASCAR's a sport. Um, <laughs> when do you think we're going to get an eSports movie where they're playing video games? Is that going to happen? No. Probably. I would sometime. assume so, yeah. Someday it'll happen. Twitch is a big deal, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch is a very big deal. I'm trying to think of other sports movies. It's owned by Amazon, which makes movies, so they could just make it. I hope Leslie Jones gets a movie where she just talks about sports. Is she known for not knowing about sports? No, she's known for, like, being very into everything sports in a hilarious way. Like, she got to go to the Olympics both years because her Twitter account during the Olympics was, like, the funniest thing of all time interesting another thing she tweets about is the television show timeless which was sadly canceled and she was sad about it which i was too anyways let's move on let's talk about leslie jones tweets uh (laughs) um i don't know do we uh do we have anything we're getting close to the end so we're ready to how i want to wrap it up is i want everyone's like we kind of talked but like after our conversation what is a sports movie that you have through this conversation decided like yes that is my favorite sports movie or decided you want to see because you have not seen come back to me go ahead Matt. 
Um, I think my favorite is probably still Paul Durham, and I still dislike the Sandlot. Um, it's just crazy. They're making a Sandlot. When, how old were you the first time yeah. you saw Sandlot? Sandlot. I have no. I don't have no idea. Okay. Um, but much like your theory on spoiler alerts, it shouldn't matter when I see the movie. It should. Uh, I know, but there are some movies that like you look at nostalgically. Like yeah, I remember watching oh. that movie with my cousin. And that's sh- part of the reason I love it so much. I'm sure people do. I'm sure that is a big reason people like The Sandlot. Uh, and I think that's also the big reason people like, uh, what's the, um, the Goonies, which is a uh, objectively Are you about to shit on the Goonies? Bad movie. <gasps> uh, <laughs> Goonies never say die. Uh, I, I, listen, it's perfectly fine. And if you're nostalgic about it, that's one thing. But I will not. I give, don't trust people who don't like the Goonies. I will not give Goonies or Sandlot the benefit of the doubt. Of, I mean, I've watched movies that I liked as a kid and been like, whoa, not double o negative. what an awful uh, thing this is. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. Whatever. I had really good I taste as a kid. Emily, though, <sighs> because uh, Goonies for me, my best friend and I love Goonies. And so we, when she told me her boyfriend does not like the Goonies, because I say he's like the male version of me. But when she said that, I was like, I don't trust him anymore. So I love the Goonies. Um, well, I still probably think Bull Derb is the best one. Although I, I, I have, I really need to see. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of people in that. Um, yeah. Rudy. Uh, uh, Corey. T- yeah. Josh Brolin. Um. I love Josh Brolin. The mother from Raising Hope. Um, but I do have to. Still, I still have to see I Tanya, so I'm going to go and as my takeaway of I should really see that. That is surprising that I because I forced 99 percent of our friends to go with me to see I Tanya. I know, I know, and I think I just missed the window of it being in theaters. <laughs> I saw it eight so, times, so you had plenty of yeah, times. I, know. To see I messed I it up. Um, okay, so I was reminded of a lot of movies. I'd still say Sandlot's up there, and I, you know what, <sighs> basic things are good. Pumpkin spice lattes are good. Remember the Titans <laughs> is good. I don't I, think Bull Durham is that unbasic of a, of a, cha- of a choice. Um, but, oh, wait, we also didn't ma- mention Major League, which I should just. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Major League is such a good movie. Tom Berenger's in that. Um, I would and put. Angels in the Outfield. We didn't mention. Oh, did my we, favorite. We, did, we briefly we mentioned did, we it. Mentioned. I would actually add Angels in the Outfield to my list. And also, you know what? I would put Pitch on my list. <laughs> It's not a Boo. movie. Uh, I don't care. I don't like movies. I'm also going to back up and say my favorite sports movie is definitely The Big Lebowski. So I'm thinking that. Um, oh, that makes it so hard. I and also, my favorite sports movie is the movie I'm going to write when the Blue Jackets finally win the Stanley Cup. LOL. So it's my future movie. <laughs> I just wanted to be very loud when I said LOL. Anyways, it'll be a great movie. Shout out to all of our Ohio listeners for that LOL. It'll make me cry. And well, I mentioned Major League. That's an Ohio thing, too. Yeah. Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh, so we don't like Cleveland. Um, I heard Cleveland rocks, but anyways. All uh, right, Drew. <laughs> um, um, have you changed your mind at all? Or are you still? Well, you said you forgot. What was the one that you were like, oh, I forgot this movie, and it's like the best movie ever? Oh, Space Jam. But no, Space my Jam. favorite my favorite sports <laughs> movie is I, Tanya. Like, I, I truly don't know how to describe how that movie like changed my like I came out of that movie and my friend was like I hated Jeff Glulie's mustache and me and my other friend went I mean I didn't hate it like it changed so much about me as a person um in a great way I Tanya is yeah. a perfect movie in my eyes uh but that's my favorite and I don't I think I need to rewatch like Bull Durham I I think I've seen it as a kid, but Bull Durham is the one that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I saw that. Yeah. As far as I also like, if I don't have like Big Lebowski in some ways feels a little cheap because it's obviously not centered around like it's, it's hard, whatever. But I'd say Bull Durham is the best of like 
it's like spend it spends the whole movie being about a sport and yeah. the interpersonal dynamics of it. <laughs> it's good. You should see that. You should see that, Emily. You should watch the television show pitch. Maybe. Hi, yay, yay. Uh, all right. Well, did you have anything else you need to add for? No. Oh, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna get to that next. Oh my god. <sighs> Nothing my, my more lap, for my sports. My lap counter is broken. <laughs> I'm gonna let Matt ask the question. Honestly, he should. I got I got over anxious. Rachel, I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. <laughs> um, so you can see my writing on uh, Culturist, Wizards and Whatnot, and The Mary Sue. Um, and for The Mary Sue. Not The Maria Sue? Sorry, not The Maria Sue. Bloody Maria uh, Sue. Not yeah. The Bloody Maria Sue. The Mary Sue. And if you uh, would love to tune in on August... Oh, no. I'm <gasps> so sorry. If you would love to tune in on October 2nd, we're doing a live stream because me and one of my friends at work, Princess, are getting uh, tattoos. So we're uh, live streaming the consultation on our Instagram. It's just <laughs> the Mary Sue so that um, people can get involved and see what it's like when you're getting a nerdy tattoo. And uh, yeah. We warned you guys. She's a maven of social media. Uh, and yeah. You can follow all my social media <laughs> accounts. They're so much fun. Are they at Rachel, Rachel Leishman? Or? Uh, Twitter is at Rachel Leishman and Instagram is at Rachel underscore leishman because some bitch who has two posts has my has like rachel leishman and i have messaged her multiple times to try and get it from her and i have gotten no response she probably doesn't have access to the account anymore only two posts (laughs) and i am livid but now i can't i i can't change my instagram handle you're too far in well i'm too far in and Sebastian Zan has tagged my Instagram handle mm. with Rachel underscore Leishman. So I can't ever change my Instagram because then it wouldn't yeah, just link it. back. So it has to stay Rachel underscore Leishman. Interesting. So if you want to find mine, just scroll back through Sebastian Zan's Instagram to like to Valentine's Day. And <laughs> I'm tagged in a post. Counterpoint. You could just hit the, 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 micro, the, the magnifying glass and search, search. Rachel underscore yeah, Leishman. But if you want to see like my claim to fame. <laughs> scroll back yeah. through his instagram Just scroll 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 um well thank you rachel for coming on to our podcast drinking some tea thank with us thank you for having me thank, thank you, you for the tea talking sports movies what a fun i you know lately we've been ha- having some good um episode titles like this one will be brunch and sports movies <laughs> uh or we had bears and migraines recently which is a good combo of things brunch and sports movies work though because normally <laughs> when you go to brunch it's because a sports game is a sports game is a on. sports game like if most people go to brunch and they go watch a football game it, they're both sunday football and brunch are both sunday things i consider football a saturday thing on a last note yeah. uh because we forgot to mention it and it's a great movie bend it like beckham is perfect oh that is a good mm. movie i'm sure there's like a hundreds people oh, we maybe have, will message us these there's, we have forgotten so many i don't know them but we have um, forgotten oh so yeah many. What about, like, the cars the trilogy <laughs> oh cars cars yeah. one two three cars uh, oh uh, I was actually trying to think of animated movies, but I couldn't think of. Uh, we didn't talk very. I think we maybe briefly mentioned Airbud, but they're all the Airbud movies. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, this is the this is really the lightning round of movies we yeah. forgot to talk about. Um, uh, oh, uh, the the longest yard, which there, there's oh, the original yeah. and the remake. Um, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. Boop, 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 boop. Um, there we go and uh i feel like there has to be movies about oh blue uh blue crush blue crush the one about the girl whose arm got bitten off by the shark um 
Okay. Could a knight's tail count? Jousting? A knight's no. tail could maybe count as much as a, the movie The Gladiator would count. Um, uh, all right, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, there's also um, what's that movie, um, the comedy one, uh, the bobsledding with John Candy. Oh, uh, with the Jamaica bobsled team. Yeah. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. That is a sports movie. Okay. Uh, anyways, I love that the ends of our episodes are just us rambling, whatever we forgot in the beginning of it. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank Follow you for listening. Follow us on TBD on Instagram. Good Twitter, on that Instagram. Really? Facebook really well we're trying the hardest on that instagram so really follow that one um and like when you go through the instagram just like like the pictures don't just follow us like the things please like every single like picture that lot. you see like uh, just so you know emily i like every single one of our photos i think i do if i don't then i do it later um all right well that's it uh <laughs> <laughs> i've been matt armando i continue to be emily claire riggins and this has been TBD with Matt Emily. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. Thank you. Bye.